This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. I'm Joe Mazzi, and welcome to Boston Uncommon, a unique, in-depth look at notable Bostonians, their passions, roadmap to success, and what makes them uncommonly Boston. Please take a moment to like, rate, comment, subscribe, share, tell a friend. And uh, just as a reminder, Boston Uncommon merchandise now available at BigNightShop.com under the selection Big Night Media. Today, welcoming a couple guys uh, with an interesting success story. They grew up here. Well, two out of the three grew up here, right? Yeah. And um, they started a little company that's taken the world by storm. Please welcome co-founders of Dezo, uh, Tim, Mark, and Tom. This. Hi, guys. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks for having us, Joe. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, let's kind of start at the beginning. As I said, two of you grew up here. And... um, it's an interesting story because you started a company and it, you kicked it off at, is it the Noble Greeno High School? Uh, well, Mark and I kicked off Pheasanton. Oh, was, yeah. fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. So it goes back. Way back. Yeah. I thought it was high school, but it goes back It was further. high school too, but oh, okay. it started yeah. at Pheasanton, yeah. So tell me the story. So you start, you, you grow up together and then you go to Tulane? Yep. And you go to Richmond. Richmond. And Thomas, where'd you go? I go to Tulane. That's where I met Oh, Tim. you guys met there. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. So where did the idea, the germ of this idea come from? So um, so I, so Mark went to Noble. So Pheasant is fifth grade, sorry, pre-K through ninth grade. Right. And a lot of kids will stay through ninth grade. You might board. A lot of kids also go eighth grade, then start high school. That's what Mark did at Nobles. I stayed through ninth grade, so... Um, he was a year ahead of me, actually, because when I went to Nobles, I repeated freshman year. <laughs> so in college, um, Thomas and I were seniors. That's where we got very close. We were in the same fraternity for about four years. And as we were seniors, Mark was one year out of school living in Los Angeles. And unbeknownst to us, he was always making this, you know, he was tinkering with all these crazy drinks at his family's bar, the Bell and Hand Tavern here in, in Boston. Shout out to the Bell and Hand. Shout out to the Bell. <laughs> Oldest operating tavern in, in the, yes, in the country. Um, and so he's been like very keen to all the shifts in consumption habits, all these crazy ingredients that people are using in these alcoholic cocktails now. And Thomas and I were seniors at Tulane in a fraternity in New Orleans, obviously doing a fair amount of drinking. <laughs> and fair amount, yeah. I picked Thomas up one morning on a Saturday. We had been out the night before on Friday and he gets in the front seat of my Jeep and he's like, he's like visibly hung over. He's like, dude, I like, I can't keep doing this. Like how do, how do we, how do we make this whole drinking experience better? transparency in, in the ingredients so you know exactly what you're putting inside your body um and you know if there was any way we could create some type of vitalizing in- ingredients that could mitigate how you feel the next day so you're not wasting your whole next day hungover you don't have to sacrifice the productivity right. for your for your social life and we were obviously it's like a hungover conversation you're like that sounds like a great <laughs> idea like how do how do we make this real right. and uh so we graduate three months later we kind of you know totally forgot about the conversation and i end up moving to los angeles Thomas moves back home to LA and I end up moving in with Mark. And the first conversation he has with me is this drink that he was making back at the bell in hand, which was coconut water based. Aussie, you bury Himalayan sea salt, gluten-free vodka. So you're getting hydration, electrolytes, antioxidants. And immediately light bulb went off in my head. I was like, Thomas and I just kind of had this hungover conversation three months ago in New Orleans, called Thomas, introduced Thomas to Mark. Mark made the drink in the kitchen, made like three different iterations of it, just using some CPG products from Whole Foods and it tasted really good. Yeah, All kind of looked at each other. We were like, let's run with it from here and see how far we can take it. And that was, that was about three years ago, almost, almost to the dot. So, um, so Mark at the bell in hand, what was the drink called there? Uh, it was called, <laughs> Did it have a name? It was yeah. called Cocoa Light. Cocoa Light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Okay, yeah. and then that at what point in the arc of, of <laughs> Go Go Light did it switch over to this? Really when we got together and started diving into what the company was going to become. You know, we, we always had this vision for improving the drinking experience. If you look at White Claw, Truly's, all the other products on the market today, they were really focused on minimizing negative impact. They're trying to get to zero calories, zero sugar, zero carbs, but nothing actually helped you when you were consuming alcohol. And we realized that if you include these superfruits and vitalizing ingredients, you can actually have a positive impact while you're having the negative impact of alcohol at the same time. Um, so we came together. Thomas can kind of talk about the different flavors <laughs> yeah, a little definitely. bit. Yeah, tell me about yeah. the flavors yeah. for sure. So, I mean, the original idea was at first, let's make a spike coconut water. Coconut water is the trendiest thing on the yep. market. Everyone's loving it. You know, no signs of slowing down. But like Marcet, Mark said, we realized we had an opportunity to make a whole line of the healthiest cocktails we could. So we started doing research on flavors that both tasted delicious, Matched. the public commonly knew would kind of hydrate you, but then also wanted to throw in some X-factor ingredients that people weren't you know, quite aware of yet that were really good for you and rich in electrolytes and antioxidants. So we came up with that first spiked coconut water with acai, you know, kind of our flagship drink, yeah. a spiked watermelon water with cucumber and lemon, and a spiked cactus water, with, which is made from prickly pear, the fruit yep. that grows on top of a cactus in deserts, low calorie, low carb, high electrolyte. High benefit. And how did you guys settle on the name? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. I knew so, there would be a story. <laughs> so for like for like the first probably six months. Actually, I don't think I said the name. Did I? D I think you did. Did I Maybe. say it? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't know. Let's say it, though. Dezo. Dezo. <laughs> and you can follow it at Drink Dezo. At Drink Dezo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, no worries. Um, <laughs> so we got to get the name in there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so for the first, like, five, six months, it was, you know, we were all working nine to five <clears throat> jobs. And then after work, we would just kind of sit around and, like, have open conversations about how, you know, the brand, the name, colors, you know, expanding the product exactly. line. It was literally just open conversation, like nothing really tangible. Right. And we were like, what, what the hell do we call this thing? And I was like, what do, how about we like combine our last names, like, and see where that gets us. So Demersion, Kessler, Crow, we had Deso, D-E-S-O. And we Googled, we Googled what, de obviously not a real word. And the first thing that came up was an urban dictionary definition. <laughs> and we started. Yeah. We st I don't want to know what that means. Right? <laughs> yeah. no, okay, good. So Moving on. You do. No, 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 you do. Oh, okay. Surprising. Oh, it's not a bad thing. So, so we start, we, <laughs> we start reading this like made up words, urban dictionary definition. And it's like everything that we want to encompass into the brand. It's like living your life to the fullest, oh, wow. living respectfully wild. That was like the term. And we all looked at each other. We're like, whoa, that's yeah. catchy. Like so we went into the future, wrote the definition and came back for us. Yeah. Yeah, Whoever yeah. wrote the definition, we do own the trademark now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but we a registered trademark. You a shout, a shout yeah. out, but we appreciate your. your yeah, help. Um, and so we reached out to our legal counsel. We we're like, can we put a trademark on Deso? They were like, conflict of interest. Would you want to switch the S to a Z? And we were like, sure, that's you know a little bit more phonetic. You don't really see Zs used in CPG right. names, so a little Stands bit more out. unique. Yeah. And then about two months later, we met <laughs> with uh, this lady who's French Canadian. And she tried the drink. She really liked it. She's like, what's it called? And we're like, Dezo. She starts speaking in French. She keeps, Dezo, Dezo. She's like, do, do you guys know what that means in French? And we were all like, no idea. She means of the waters. No in way. French. And so obviously our three bases, coconut water, watermelon water, and cactus water. Right at the top. And we were like, that's, that's just happenstance. So it was meant to be. That's that's where Dezo came from. That's that's yeah. a great great story. So uh, it's time for our first segment, and this is a very easy segment. We'll go around the horn here, so there's no pressure. Uh, just picking a subject, this or that. You just decide what you All like right. better. All right, ready? Here we go. We'll start with Tim. All right. Netflix or Hulu? 
Netflix. Tom? Hulu. Hulu. Mark? Okay, good. Uh, Seinfeld, The Office. Seinfeld. Office. Office. All right. We'll see in the battle lines here. Yeah. Cats or dogs? Tim? Cats. <laughs> Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> Favorite flavor of ice cream. Yeah, I knew you were going to go with cats. Favorite flavor of ice cream. Judging by your Instagram, I'm going to guess you don't eat um, ice cream. Uh, no, I do really okay, like ice good. cream. Okay. Uh, mocha chip. Mocha chip. Tom? Uh, Jamocha almond fudge. Oh, hey, no. I'm Three actually flavors. a huge gelato guy. Oh, big gelato guy. Okay. All right, we're yeah. switching it up. Citrus All right. flavors. Mango. Yeah, you're always in the <laughs> fruity citrus stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Smartest person you know. My dad. Okay. Oh, iced out. Yeah, you got iced out, Tom. That's how yeah. it is. This is, our, is the, the, the beginning of the end right here. It. Right. No, there's no right or wrong. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> the smartest person I know. Yep. Can you come back to me on that? Sure. Mark? I'm going to go with my mom. Oh, that's a good one. Good Can't go easy easy fallback yeah, answers yeah. on yeah. that. <laughs> Thanks for the inspiration. We're right back at yeah. you. Yeah. No. Okay. Sir, yeah, I, return. I, I would go to one of my calculus professors from Tulane probably. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That sounds fair. Uh, first concert you went to? Uh, Dead Mouse. Actually, the House of Blues in Boston. No way. Yeah. Mine was Modest Mouse. We're good. At, we uh, the theme. Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> got a yeah. theme going here. Say Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no. so, honestly, somewhere, someone at the bell, I'd have to say. Who's that? Okay, you, you can't remember? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mark been, Morris. I've been in there since I was five years old. It's got to be someone playing. What's that country band? I can't think. I'm drawing a blank Dalton on his name. Dalton is Sheriff. Yeah. We'll go with Dalton. Shout out Scully. Yeah, we're going to yeah. shout them out. All right. Who plays you in the movie version of your life? Tim. I get to pick an actor? Yeah. Anyone. No right or wrong. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, nice. Good one. That is a good one. Tom Cruise. A lot of action. Can't go wrong. E from Entourage. <laughs> Which one? E. Oh, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, last one. One superpower you wish you had? I want to fly. 100%. I would, I would say fly, but because he said fly, disappear. You disappear. Invisibility. Yeah. Sure. Something with magnetism and electricity. Yeah. Oh. Electromagnetism. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much magneto. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, that was great. That was good stuff. So uh, we'll start, Tim, again. We're going to start with you. This, we're moving on from that, but uh, yeah. kind of a two-part question. Uh, what is the secret behind your massive social, social following? And A, B, can you teach me? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, the secret was COVID-19. No way. Uh, yeah, just because you're like, so COVID hit. And I remember I was always talking about TikTok to Thomas and Mark. I'm just like, hey, guys, this is like a brand new social media platform. Like, no one even knows how to use it yet. It's like a, the Wild West. Like, brands aren't even leveraging it to have, you know, brand sponsorships. And so I was like, I'm just going to jump on it because everyone's locked down 24 hours a day in their apartment staring at their phones. Everyone's downloading TikTok. And I think that's really where the growth came from is just because everyone's – you have nothing else to do. You're just spending all your time on social media on your phone. So that was, I guess, the, the secret to success. But then once you actually kind of find your, your niche on the app and you kind of figure out what people like to see, then you can kind of cater all of your content to that. Um, right, that's the secret. But yeah. you have a high engagement rate as well. Yeah. 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 So what, what do you think that's part of it? I mean, I would say the engagement part of it is probably due to the type of content that I post <laughs> here and there. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> uh, if we're being totally honest, but. Okay. Yeah. But throw out your handle real quick. Uh, just at Tim Demersion. All right. 
So, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> check it out. Yeah, you'll see it. Uh, so, Mark, your family owns the legendary Bell & Hand. We talked about that. Yep. Um, so, obviously, from a business perspective, your family has kind of a solid background in the consumer-facing side of the business that yep. probably lends to the three of you having your each own unique lane that to be in. Mm-hmm. So, how's that been working for you as far as the growth of the company? It's an incredible testing ground for yeah. us in figuring out what works, what doesn't work, how to improve. Um, even in the early stages of the drink and consumer feedback, we knew so we had something really special. Yeah, um, We've seen hundreds, if not thousands, of products come through the bar. So we have a really unique lens on what's happening in the industry, and we're fortunate enough to have a really strong, loyal customer base as well. So we always have people to have fun with and uh, test stuff out. And, yeah, it's just if, if anyone knows my mom that's listening to this, she'll know that she's one of the most maniacal and smart and caring people with everything that she does. Um, so just her work ethic and ability to navigate the industry is really translated in how we operate. Yeah, I, I can f- get that sense of family from all yeah. three of you, really. So how has family played a role in your success of the company? Um, I mean, so my family, two generations back on my mom's side, uh, they came from the distribution background. They had one of the largest dis- uh, liquor distributions in New, Engl- in New England that they sold to Whitehall in the 80s. Um, so my dad's, you know, he's a big finance guy. So just kind of like from a business administrative standpoint, um, helping us just through fundraising strategies, all that kind of stuff, connecting us with the right people um, has really kind of leveraged his network to, to help us kind of build a solid foundation to to really catapult us. Yeah. And Tom, how about you? Uh, well, my dad's an entrepreneur. For my whole life I've known him. He was always starting something. <laughs> uh, a Spanish TV station is what he did that he did the best with, for sure. And Univision? Uh, Telemundo? My, my mom actually works for Univision now. He no. used to work for Telemundo. Oh, amazing. But he started one called LA TV, and I watched him you know, build the brand of it, you know, pitch the entire concept, raise all the money for it. So I definitely knew that that route was possible, whereas I feel like a lot of people think that's totally out of reach from – you know, the schools we went to and just always had that support. Yeah. yeah. That's a key factor, right? Yeah. 100%. Is having that family background that believes in what Great you're doing. Time. Yeah, sure. exactly. Um, cool. So next up is our next segment is the pet peeve segment. So you're just going to go around the horn again. We'll start with Mark this time because we're counterclockwise. Right. Um, so just hit me with some of your pet peeves. I can start you off while you're noodling it over. Right. So for me, it's like, and this probably doesn't happen in LA because, well, there's always traffic in LA, I guess, but like driving slow in the left-hand lane really yeah. grinds my gears you know <laughs> and the other like simple one like like returning your shopping cart like why do you leave it in someone's parking spot it's like 15 feet away just push it over there and i have and i have young daughters and not yeah. picking up after themselves drives me crazy they just like coke cans everywhere i feel like you have a lot of other pet people. <laughs> <laughs> yes um, i give me the clean versions yeah <laughs> i'm honestly a super easygoing guy i don't really pick up on I mean, I do what other people are doing, but it doesn't bother me to okay. the extent that I let everyone have their own individual idiosyncrasies and just do them. Packadillos. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> armadillos. Um, honestly, probably just efficiency-related stuff, like you said, like driving yeah. in the lane slowly or just moving slowly in general. Yeah. Um, unless there's something going on mentally. But right. Yeah. Thomas, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I have... Two that came oh, up this weekend. It. Oh, they, they might come off as vain, but they're <laughs> no, they're, they're not. Pet peeves. Tim and I were just laughing about it because we we're in Nantucket getting a bunch of suns, oh, yeah. and multiple people were like, "Hey, you guys look really red." And to <laughs> me, 
that is just like the rudest thing you can say to someone <laughs> to call out their sunburn. Oh, yeah, and then cool. someone else said that we looked tired today, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of one of those rules yeah. you're supposed to know. Yeah, they, they, weren't, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. <laughs> we were both sunburned and tired. I've got two. One of them is absurdly obscure. And then the other one, okay. I think, is a little bit more general. I, love this. I think We're so. Deep. Yeah. Um, have you ever put a key into a lock and, like, intuitively, you're supposed to turn it outwards <clears throat> yes. from the door frame? Yes. But the the keys that unlock and you have to turn it towards yeah. the door frame. Yeah. That grinds my gears. I don't, right? That makes no <laughs> sense to me. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then loud cheers. Mark Kessler. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Darling? We got to define that a little. Um, I'm just I'm just giving Mark a hard time. But um, I'm, I'm going to defend myself quickly. I'm just eager to have the next bite. So there's always <laughs> something going in and going down. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like loud chewing, audible chewing. Oh, yeah. loud chewing. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I do that too, though. Yeah. I just like it. It happens. Yeah. yeah. So um, when, you, when you grow up in a restaurant, you really enjoy food. <laughs> you totally, yeah. right? I know. Um, so, what is some uh, sage advice? Obviously, Thomas, let's start with you. Uh, for any fellow entrepreneurs out there looking to get it or start a business, what would you suggest are some key traits to look for? Human traits, so not really learned. Yeah. What do you okay. think? Kind of instinctive. Yeah, I mean, I would say crazy persistence. <laughs> persistency. <laughs> Crazy, crazy, crazy. Like nothing really good is going to happen quickly or, you know, every single thing that we've gotten that we've been really proud of took a long time to get a lot of persistency and a lot of moments where we thought we weren't going to get it. So yeah, staying so super consistent. That makes sense. So when you started the drink, Coconut Light? Coco Light. Coco Light. What yeah. year was that? That was 2017. And we're in 2021. Yeah. yeah. So wow. Think yeah. of that story arc. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Tim, what do you got? Just Entrepreneurs out there looking just to get into it. Start, start, do it. Because like each day that goes by is a day that you're giving up to not progress, learn. If you have no idea what you're doing, just research mm -hmm. as much as possible. Talk to the right people, ask the right questions or the wrong questions. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah. just start, just do it. You know, Mark, what do you got? Yeah, it's kind of on the backs of both of that. Just put one foot in front of the other. Always be doing something and minimize the amount of time between each step. That's something I learned from the software world. If you spend time in the middle when you're not actively iterating, you're gonna it's gonna compound over time and next thing you know, that's months worth of wasted time. That's cool. No, I like that. That's for sure. So um, looking back and you're you know, you're in fifth grade or you're in high school, do you think you're doing what you're doing right now? What was happening back then that you were thinking like, I wanna be X, but now you're here now? <laughs> Um, I mean, I loved sports. That was like, I think like any young kid, especially in Boston, like yeah. big sports town. Sox, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'll play for the Celtics one day, like in fifth grade. And then I slowly to have, became to have like the reality that that's probably not going to happen. Um, but on the flip side of that, I always knew that I didn't want to work a nine to five job my entire life. Yeah. Um, I just wanted something different to do every single day. That's cool. Um, and just, you know, I'd rather work for, like, our collective dreams together versus right. somebody else's dreams. Um, so not to sound too cliche, no, but that's, cool. you know, yeah. you want to wake up every day and do something that you love with the people that you love and just makes everything worth it. What do you think, Thomas? The same? Uh, I think I definitely wanted to sell a consumer product for sure. Really? Yeah, that wasn't something I told a lot of people right. back then because, you know, everyone was hating. People would be like, but you think you're going to be the next Steve Jobs or something? Like... No, so that was definitely what I thought I wanted to do. 
I think we manifested a lot of that. That's great. No, that's a big part of it too. Yeah. Don't tell my parents, but Uh-oh. I've been uh, bartending since I was 16. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I didn't think it would become a business, but I've always been making drinks for people and it's something I've always enjoyed, um, especially just the environment of nightlife. Right. Um, and just the energy. Um, my first business was actually a software company for entertainment venues. So I always knew I was going to do something with my family's business and try to expand it. Um, didn't know what. And now we're here. Yeah, that's amazing. It's such a great story. I love it. And so I guess my next question would be, like, we have the three flavors. What didn't make the cut? <laughs> was there one that didn't make the cut? Like, yeah, this is terrible. Certain combinations. <laughs> there, there, yeah. was, there were some teas that we were talking about <laughs> yeah. out the gate that didn't make the cut. Definitely yeah. some teas. Uh, but the, the three bases were, yeah. they, they remained consistent. But like the coconut water, we went through like 19 to 20 iterations before wow. we got to the point where we were like, all right, this is it. No, yeah. None wow. of the BS made it. I mean, we were trying sweeteners and everything to make it taste delicious right. at first. We cut out all Stevia of that. Stevia or anything like that. Oh, yeah. 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 None, of, none of that. None fruits. Yeah. We got, yeah, this is all stripped down. Yeah. So we should talk a little bit about that. So let's, it, obviously it hydrates you with the coconut water. But what are the other natural ingredients that you guys are proud of that's in there? And, and talk about the product, like the ingredients, four grams of sugar, made gluten-free vodka. I yep. mean, what, what, what other attributes does it have that you're excited about yeah, or our, happy about? Our three pillars in Thomas you can get in mm-hmm. are electrolytes, antioxidants, and vitamins. Right. Those are really what's causing your hangover. Uh, dehydration is probably 75% of it. The other is your body and your stomach's ability to digest alcohol. Um, from what we understand, <laughs> we're doing clinical studies actually that are coming up pretty soon, which will be awesome. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to find fruits that were naturally rich in this, and like Thomas said, strip everything out, um, really just remove the BS that you're seeing in all of these drinks um, because they do impact your body, especially when you're mixing it with alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's going to compound. So we wanted to be as pure and as natural as you could get. And is it too early to talk about what you guys have going on over at Encore? No. Let's do it. What do we got? We are going to be the featured Spike Seltzer for the concert series this summer. Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Over at the beautiful lawn outside the Encore Boston Harbor. Oh, that's amazing. And how did that deal come to fruition? Uh, Great product. (laughs) Great people. (laughs) Yeah, really? Is that it? Yeah. From a high level. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That sounds good. And uh, I guess we should talk about, touch upon that your relationship you have with the crafts. Uh, a little bit. We can talk about it. It's, well, uh, did it's, they help you package? They do. They yeah. actually, I, I don't know if your viewers know this, but they are in the box and paper business. Yep. Um, that's I Bob's that. yeah, <laughs> initial business. Uh, I grew up with a the family. They're yeah, close family friends. And when we had the idea, we wanted to connect a lot of dots. Um, and it was just a really natural, natural fit working fit. with them. Yeah. And then I guess uh, one of my last questions, what's kind of the end game for you guys? Like, where, where is success measured? And we got the high-five moment that, like, phew, we did it. I mean, we want to saturate the entire U.S. and become the go-to household spike seltzer that everyone's drinking. But in terms of, like, a business aspect, probably some type of M&A action. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, the, the healthy Budweiser, August A. Bush of the drink, spike drink world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. We, we want to do what Bud Light and Light Beer did to beer. Yeah, with seltzers. We really feel like this is an entirely new category that we're pioneering, and it's something that's going to last for a while. Yeah. 
That's what I. That's what that's what I find so fascinating about the story is that it's such an incredible lane to be in, and you guys are owning it. Like, I mean, there's the Trulies out there, but there's a there's a unique weird taste to a seltzer. But yeah. your stuff is there isn't there isn't that burn. Mm -hmm. yeah. I guess that's a bad word to use, but you don't have yeah. that with the, with. Yeah. The it's a really clean desert. aftertaste. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It yeah. really is. And I know I jokingly sent you guys an email saying that there was this awesome display, but I walked into Cappy's and and um, they had no idea what it was at first. Yeah. And um, she's like, no, we have like 30 cases of it, though, but I don't know where it is. So I literally <laughs> walked down the aisle, and there's this giant display of it. Like, it's yeah. right here. Yeah. Got you, lady. Uh, but that was that was pretty funny. All right, so, um, so second to last question. Here we go. This is a good one. Um, it's called the random question. And you guys can noodle it over and think about it together. I give the three of you individually an elephant as a gift. You can't give it away. You can't sell it. Tim, what do you do with the elephant? <laughs> okay, Joe, I got to tell you. No, this is actually hysterical. Yeah. What? No, Someone so, asked you the question already? No, no oh. so, so when, when we were hiring interns, I just Googled like the most crazy thought-provoking questions that you could ask, right. and that was one of the no questions. No way, really? We asked them this question. Yeah. So you have heard a lot. I, we haven't answered the question, but we've asked this question. Yeah. I can switch it up. I have a different one then. Because you have an answer already, right? I, We've I heard mean, answers. Heard I have an answer. Right, I'm going to hit you with a different one because I got a million of them. Okay. Or maybe I have like four. But um, <laughs> they create a new position. It's the overlord of the United States of America. The president, Congress, Senate all report to you individually because we'll mm -hmm. go around the table. One day the president comes to you and says, Tim, we got a major problem. We have to get rid of one state in the union. What state do we get rid of <laughs> and why? On the clock. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was that in one of the Google questions? No. All right, good. No. Feel good about that. Um, just to be clear, we're not getting rid of the people. We're no. just getting rid the of state. the state. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't really have a great answer to this, but one of the Dakotas. I think that's a great yeah. answer. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, I just don't really know what's going on up there. Um, right I don't know Canada. how <laughs> exactly yours, Canada right? can keep it. Um, yeah. All right. That's all North I got Dakota. for you. Got got I, I say West Virginia, just turn it all into one Virginia. Do we need Virginia <laughs> and West? Just That's make it one. one. What's deal? the point? Yeah. Combine. I'd probably argue the same for the Dakotas. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what do you got? I, I gotta say New York. Whoa. Yeah. Why? The rivalry thing. I'm pretty upset about the Nets, to be honest. Okay, but they, you're holding a grudge. Yeah. No, I mean whatever. <laughs> we got injured. Not right. to get into why all that happened, but uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. There's no right or wrong answer, so I love it. I feel I'm feeling it. Um, so last question. Unfortunately, uh, Thomas, this won't be for you because you're not from Boston. But that's fine. Tim and Mark, what do you think makes you uniquely and uncommonly Boston? <laughs> Um, persistence and work ethic. Uh, and Thomas is no shot at California or Los Angeles, but there's definitely, and Mark and I talk about this a lot, yeah. I think the the pace of lifestyle versus between Boston and somewhere like Los Angeles, it's a lot more hard-nosed, fast-paced in Boston. And you come to Los Angeles, not that there's anything wrong with it, no. but from like a business aspect or trying to build a new venture, I think like persistence and just go that go, go, go mentality kind of puts you at a bit, yeah. of, a, bit of an advantage um, on the West Coast. 100%. That's a great answer. It's just the tenacity behind it and the ability to overcome obstacles. Um, 
Bostonians are always figuring out a way. Persist, yeah. Persistence, yeah. yeah. Boston strong. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Thomas, I don't want to leave you out of it. So mm. California originally, right? Yes, Los yes. Angeles, yeah. L.A., so what makes you uncommonly L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think just over there, it's just being unique, like uniquely Stand yourself. Out. There's not any path for anyone there. Everyone there is doing something different, and they don't really care what anyone thinks about it. So, Perfect. I think that's a great way to end it. Do we miss anything? Where do we follow uh, Dezo? At Drink Dezo. Website? Yeah. Drinkdezo.com. D-E-Z-O. Not it. Anything else? What, what, what? Anything else we're missing? I want to make sure we covered it all. We never I, mentioned the Himalayan sea salt in our drink. Talk to me. And it was talk kind to of me. bothering me. Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> so, yeah, just one of the ingredients that's across the board in all three of our drinks is Himalayan sea salt. It's a key One that we focused yeah. on, did a lot of research on. It helps you retain liquids and taste very good. Yeah. And is you know, totally unaltered straight from the Himalayas. It's kind of an interesting fact. I love it. No, yeah. Perfect. I love it. All right, guys, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, really Joe. appreciate it.